Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Without a love of Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothband back in the chair. And when City kicked off on Saturday evening, the lead at the top of the Premier League was down to just nine points. But our losing run came to an end with a convincing 3-1 win against the Magpies. And to discuss that and much more, I have two guests. One a highly respected journalist and the other, Tony Newgrosh. Thank you very much. How kind. Welcome. Nice to be here. Nice to see you. You got back all right from the Etihad then? You, you sort of all in one piece? Indeed. Very pleasant train journey back, yes. Excellent. Well, it's good to see you. Uh, and that respected journalist is indeed a view from a blue, the man himself, Stephen Allwise. Stephen, welcome to the show. Thank you, Nigel. Uh, should we, where should we start? Should we start with a bit that I have to read out, which I always enjoy doing every single week, but I'll do it anyway. And it says that the Man City Show is back for the season by Ladbrooks. Sign up, deposit £50, and Ladbrooks will put the same amount into your account, giving you up to £50 worth of free bets. And you can find the link at City. No, you can't. They'll find the link at bet.citypodcast.net. I've read that 495 times, and I struggle every single week. You're rubbish, aren't you? I am. I'm absolutely <laughs> useless. But there you go. But uh, you you make me look good. Um, so, welcome. Let's... Uh... <laughs> can, we, you. Can, we, can we start on that note, actually? <laughs> yeah, go because, on then. Because do you know what odds you could get on Newcastle on Saturday night? I was given... I, just throwing it... At the Tunnel Club, of course, I was given... You know, well, a, where oh, were you to watch the game, night? Sorry, no, no. At the Tunnel Club, uh, I was given a huge pack of stuff and in it was a betting so i didn't actually bring it with me but it would have told me on that tell, tell us tony what could 25 you 25 to 1 for newcastle a, to win to newcastle in a two-horse race so what are you saying that's like good odds bad odds it's what, ridiculous it's worth a fiver isn't it so and did you put a fiver on it's my brother-in-law did <laughs> but he's in newcastle ah, that fair, why, then? So, yes so we sat around of the luncheon table before we left for the game, and we all went round and said, predictions please, and what did Nigel Rothband, host of the Man City Show podcast, say? Yes, you're right, he did say 3-1. But I did not put any money up, but I did know what that was, because I looked at it, having said it, it was 9-1. to 
but say City to win three one and Sergio to score went something like twenty nine to one. Something like, does that sound about right? Because I know nothing about betting. No, I'm rubbish as well. Yeah, does that sound about right? I'm just sat here wondering when the interesting part of the podcast starts. Well, you can start us off, Stephen, <laughs> if you like. I mean, you you are Mr. Interesting himself. You and Steve Davis like go hand in hand, <laughs> don't you? Really, you are the Steve Davis of podcasts. Would that be fair? I think that is a very fair description. Very good. Um, well, so, you, on, you mentioned. I mentioned the Tunnel Club, didn't I? You did, you were should, should I mention club? that again? Um, well, I think after the Liverpool defeat, a lot of a lot of outsiders were. You know, there was all the talk. Is at the start of a blip. City now going to have a wobble. Um, I just felt this was a return to the confident, controlling, kind of dominant City that we've seen all season. Um, I thought we were. I think we played quite well. Um, the the final ball and finishing wasn't quite as good as it could have been, but I think the build up play, the way in which you know, we we look to have lots of intent uh, to break Newcastle down, I, I actually think we played quite well. I don't think there was any point during the game. Even we had that sort of twelve and a half minute, maybe slightly longer wobble, if you like, where we didn't quite play with the same intensity and so on, and we didn't have sort of corner after corner after corner, which seemed to be the pattern of both halves. But I don't think there was any time during that game where I felt actually we're in danger of losing this game. Would that be fair? It was splendidly routine, wasn't it? To be honest, right from the start, back in the old groove, no hangover from Liverpool. They had, what, one possible chance to equalise. I'd have still backed us to go on and win it from then. So, yeah, very comfortable. No bookings, no injuries. Job done. And who stood out for you? I mean, obviously, it's interesting. Aguero got the man of the match for the two goals he scored. Oh, oh you didn't see what I did there? Yes. Did you see what I did there? Um, so, so he got two goals. I think you could say it went over my head. Ooh. Uh, it's just getting better. But, Stephen, I'll tell you what, I'm going to take that away. You're no longer... The Steve Davis. You are the Frank Boardman of podcasts now. Brilliant. Who's Frank, who's Frank yeah, Boardman? I, we talked about him as well over lunch, actually, as well as the 3-1 win. Uh, what was I saying? Help no us idea. With, no, no. Aguero got credit for the goals. He did. He, did. And he got man of the people match. People always give whoever scored the goals man of the match. But should they? No, of course not. So who was your man of the match then? So I think I would give it to David Silva, because we're just a totally different team when he plays. We just look so much more assured. But we've talked about Silva umpteen times. I thought Zinchenko at left back. You could see why Pep picked him over Danilo, who is probably a more competent defender and against better opposition where we're going to have to do more defending depending on how long Delph is out for. You can see Danilo playing a few games. But Zinchenko as a natural attacking player. Looked comfortable on the ball. Got forward, linked up well with Silva and Sané on the left. You know, Did most of his defending when he needed to, I think. He didn't cover himself in glory for their goal, but he got wasn't caught in, out a bit, didn't he? Yeah, but he wasn't in the team to defend. No. You, could, his, see, his you midfield, could see what he had his midfielder's head on, didn't he? I think for that he was yeah. drifting up a bit. And, uh, got but he looked confident. Yeah, he's only twelve, I think. To be fair, as well. I mean, give the boy a chance; he'll he'll get there. He's Kevin De Bruyne's twelve-year-old son. I think so. Yes, and it was a late night for him. So it would have been. Yeah, no, he was good though, wasn't he? I think he. I was. I was disappointed. In a way, that's so disappointed with with the fact that Aguero got it, which sounds stupid, I know, but I, I would have given it to Zinchenko as well if I could say his name. I would have given it to him because I thought he was outstanding. Uh, both, you know, first half, second half. Yeah, slightly out of position for the goal, but he looks like he's been playing there for years. Yeah, you couldn't blame him for thinking. You know what? A minute's left back. I'll stay back. I'll keep it simple. But no, he looked to get forward all the time, didn't he? And uh, looked very promising. 
And what about Aguero? Because last week on, on the show, we, kind of, we were kind of starting to write him off. You know, Sanchez is on his way. We'll come on to him, I'm sure, later in the show. Um, he's, he's off the pace. He's coming to the end of his career. And he pops up with two great goals. Well, the penalty is not a great goal. You know, I'm, I'm sort of just a bit of artistic license. Uh, he, but he was there in the right place for the, for, the, for the flick that you could argue didn't or didn't hit him, but certainly got ahead of the defender and the keeper... Full the keeper. It's an assist, isn't it? Well, it's got to be, hasn't it? Mm. And then, obviously, the finish. He was there again for the for the Sane fantastic cross. So he's not finished, is he? He's, he's <laughs> brilliant, isn't he? No, he had, and he could have bagged a few more as well, couldn't he? He looked a constant menace through the game. No, he's back, and I think as long as he's he's happy, he's a great asset to the team. And let's be honest, we need him at the moment, don't we? Um, you know, With Jesus out, exactly. That's it. Well, I, I think it's it's clear he's not a typical Pep player. You know, he doesn't. Pressed. He's not a natural worker. Um, you look at someone like Jesus, full of energy, will press and press and, and kind of leads that style of play from the front. Um, Aguero's different. Aguero produces moments of brilliance and almost is as close to guaranteed 25 goals a season as you can get. And I don't actually think he's played that well in the last month or so. And I don't think he was great at times against Newcastle, but... As long as he's got players around him creating chances, there's no one you'd rather that opportunity falls to in the box than him. And against a packed defence, I think he's much more likely than Jesus to just produce that one moment that, that opens up a game. What's your view, Stephen? Uh, and we don't know, obviously. We've no idea. But this is speculation. We come together every week and chat about the team that we love. But this situation with Pep and the fact that the press would say that actually he's not his preferred striker he would like a different type of player doesn't work hard enough what would you imagine is the relationship between the two would you imagine so we, I, I don't think it's here. great from everything that both of them say in public you know, I don't think there's any warmth necessarily between them but Pep said in I think last month or just before Christmas that almost as long as Aguero gets on with the other players as long as he gets on with the squad that's fine which he clearly does um but he's not a pet player, and I wouldn't be surprised at all. I'd be upset, but not surprised if Aguero left in the summer. Because you've seen Pep, throughout his managerial career, has been pretty ruthless. If someone doesn't suit his style of play, he gets rid of them. And Aguero is probably a bit too individual for Pep's liking. But at the moment, as we said, Jesus injured. We've got no one, no other natural strikers. There's a couple who can do a job. We need Aguero, he guarantees you goals, and the players clearly like him. And I came to Stephen first deliberately, Tony, because I know you're, you're a huge Aguero fan, I know that, and, and you've nailed your colours firmly to the mast in the past, quite rightly. And uh, so, so your thoughts of this kind of Pep-Sergio relationship, and, and do you think it's all paper talk? Is it's, Stephen right? What's your view? It's difficult to know the truth, isn't it? I mean, I, I bow to a respected journalist, but... Um, the, the, what made me really happy was to see that beaming smile as he walks off the pitch with the ball on, on Saturday. Look, if he's knocking the ball in the back of the net and he's happy, I don't care, to be honest. Let them have the odd row, but clearly he's enjoying his football still. He's going to win trophies at City. Good enough for me. Let him stay as long as he wants, in my view. And there's, I think the, the mathematics or the mathematicians around tell us that there's a maximum of 10 wins required to win the league now. And are we allowed to talk about winning the league yet or, or not, would you say? It's all well. It's ours. We can only lose it from here, can't we? Which is a great position, but also a little bit scary. I, I think, if we throw this away, I will just throw myself out that window, and that will be the end of it. We we look too good, too organised, too competent, 
to throw it away. And I was, I'm hoping there will still be a couple of signings in this window just to make sure we're covered for injuries, etc., etc. But it's remarkable. Every game we've won, I think, since perhaps the first couple, we've absolutely dominated. There's been no lucky one nil away victories, etc., etc. that other teams seem to excel in. We are dominating games, and I just cannot see how that's going to stop. We had a few two ones in the last minute of a few games. Maybe not one nils, but there were a few games where we looked so we might. But we we, we dominated those games, though. To yeah. be fair, but there's been no sn- smashing grabs, have there? Okay. Uh, your view, Steve? You're talking about league titles. Yeah, in- we'll win the league comfortably. Oof. That's it. We yeah. need need to win it. So a certain Stretford team has to give us the guard of honour. That's. That's the timeline, gentlemen. Can that happen? I'm kind of, you, you probably worked it out. I haven't actually worked out when that would be. If, if say, we do win those, what's the game potentially because we're now talking about it? I think we have but to. It, de- it depends on what other teams do. Of course. Of course it does. We'll, have you, have we'll win the league. Worked? We're playing too well, as you said. It's, yeah. you know, we, we've got the gap now to afford where we can lose a couple of games. Um, we don't want to, obviously, but we've got that luxury. But I, I just think we're playing so well. Can Before we move on to other things and just talking about the Saturday game. Uh, we've talked about um, Sergio. We've talked about Zinchenko. We have not talked about Sane's assist, which I think probably does need special mention. You're pulling a face. Yeah. Why, why are you pulling a face? That was pretty special, it, wasn't it? It was, a, it was a special, brilliant moment. So why are you pulling a face then? Because I think I'm going to be slightly controversial Please. without necessarily I thought you wanting were. That's to why be I want contrary. to make, I build up to the, the, the drama of this. Of the face says you're going to be I think you're going there to say have something. Been, I think there have been a lot of games this season where Sane has been very poor Ooh. and then has produced a moment like he did um, at the weekend and suddenly everyone's talking about how great he is. It's a bit like the Yaya effect. And I, I'm not a fan of Yaya and never have been because I think if anyone who watches Match of the Day, not this season or last season, but the past few years, will have thought, gosh, that Yaya Torre has gone on a barnstorming run. He's knocked it past 10 defenders and, and slot it into the corner. And they've not seen the other 89 minutes where he sat on his backside letting everyone else do the work. Sane isn't, isn't anywhere near that extreme. But I think some of his deliveries are really poor. I think his concentration's quite poor. He loses the ball more than anyone else, I think. Which is frustrating because he has got that ability that we've seen. And he's, he's done well. But I'm not necessarily on board with people who've said he's had a brilliant season, what an incredible talent, because I don't think he's consistent enough yet. It's really interesting. I, I didn't say any of that. I said, what a brilliant assist from Sane. Yeah, and, and you're and telling that's me how not that's not directed season. at you, Nigel. No, no, I'm not suggesting it's directed, it's directed poor Leroy. Young Leroy, bless him. He's, he's that, he, that, that, that's, I'm, I'm come on. But, I'm glad he's not my line manager, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> he, look, to be fair, he was rubbish for the first 10 minutes. Every pass he misplaced, I think. But credit to the guy, he turned it round. It was an astonishing run, uh, how he kept balance like that. Brilliant. Um, did a lot more than Sterling did all night, it has to be said. Um, I pay good money to watch him every week, absolutely. I like it. I, sh- I think I should add, I like Sané. You, like, you don't like Yaya? You've, you've, well, you've now like told Yaya. us you don't like I Yaya. You're quicker than Yaya, Nigel, these days. No, I think I'm not. So, I think <laughs> it'd be a close race. <laughs> Sané, he's got everything, and... There are some games where he's been consistently very good, but I think he fluctuates between extremely ordinary and then he produces that moment of brilliance a little bit too much at the moment. But he'll improve, he'll get there. Well, he's not the first player who started off like that, hasn't he? We might have to edit this bit out later, but a young Ronaldo, dare I suggest, was also as inconsistent to start with and has turned into an 
a world-class star. So I think he's got the world at his feet. Okay, so we like him then. Love him. And Yaya? Good hair. What's, what's, great hair. Great what's hair. your view on Yaya? Your, your. Yaya, great servant. We won everything with Yaya. We did. How many great goals did he score for us? Yes, he's and a th- little bit slow That's my days. point. Sorry, I shouldn't be biting here. You are biting. I, I, I know, I, I, I shouldn't winding, be. I love winding this respective journalist up, don't you? <laughs> yes, respective journalist. People what? think of... Look, I'm taking it to a slight extreme. People think of the goal against Stoke in the cup final. Yes. The one against Newcastle. Yes. That doesn't mean Stratford. he's a great player. I think he's a good player who scored important goals for the club. I don't think he's a great player. I strongly disagree with that. He may not be a great player anymore for the club, but he was. Absolutely. He was. Talking of great players, Sanchez. I understand he's on his way to just outside Manchester, to, to Stratford from Arsenal. We said you can go. Uh, Alan Shearer in The Sun today said City had taken the moral high ground. And he went on to say that, you know, we've shelled, up, we've shell, shelled out money, shelled out money rather, left, right and centre since Sheikh Mansour took over in 2008. So where, where do you sit on this? So, so we've shelled out money before. Why, why have we not got Sanchez? We... Two words. Mm-hmm. Rodney Marsh. Should I explain that for our younger listeners? Uh, please. Uh, we talked about it briefly last week, but, but you were there. So well, tell us. Well, only just... Well, I think this, the, the serious point was paying a guy four hundred grand a week is going to upset the squad. Uh, I see no need for that. We don't need sort of panic buys at the moment. We have a squad that's brilliant. I'm glad they pulled out. Talking about committing one hundred and eighty million pounds on one player over the lifetime of his contract, and they'll get nothing from him at the end of that. And he's my age. He's twenty nine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, you're, you're similar view, but I guess we're yeah, all yeah completely. It's, it's, I, you can, he's a brilliant player, and United have got a. Although he's 29, he's probably got a couple more years at the level he's at. Um, it's a bit like the Van Persie signing for United. They've bought a player who's at his peak now, got a couple more years, will score lots of goals, create lots of assists for others. Um, but he's not a long-term signing. And absolutely, as you said, it's wages. You know, If we're nego- renegotiating contracts with Jesus's and Silvers and De Bruyne's, Sané Sterling... And you've got someone who's almost double what they're on. It doesn't. They're going to be asking for the same. It doesn't do anything for the squad harmony. But you can see Pep likes him. He's that mix. I said before about Aguero not being a Pep player. Sanchez is almost the the combination of the best bits of Aguero in terms of the individual brilliance, fashion something from nothing, and he's got a good work rate and the ethic of Jesus to press and and track back. I think he's a phenomenal player. Um, but you can absolutely see why City have pulled out the deal. And what's going to happen in terms of the balance then, do you think? Is is this going to be a, a game changer in terms of, um, they, they, they've always laughed as Manchester derby, I mean, there's two, two, different, two different parts of the world, but, but anyway, we'll go with that just because people understand what we mean. So this Manchester derby nonsense, it does mean that, it means that the team from just outside Manchester have got slightly more advantage, it's going to sort of actually impact favourably, is that going to happen? Is City going to struggle now as a result of Sanchez signing? Is that? Can you see that? We'll still batter them. No, not concerned. Their issue is their manager. He'll turn Sanchez into a left-back. <laughs> we could do with him then. We need a left-back. <laughs> that's, that's the one area I think we need strengthening. He's, he'll improve them. Of course he's going to improve United. Um, but we're going to be busy either this window or in the summer. Um, I think United need a lot more work done to them to catch us up. 
And just other, I was looking through other sort of potential transfers. There's a, a, a fellow called Edin Dzeko, who potentially is on Chelsea's wanted list, I understand. Be good to see him back in the Premier League, wouldn't it? It would. And in fact, I suggested we should sign him on loan for the rest of the season, just for that plan B. Yeah. Scored a lot of goals for us. He's won his one league. Controversial, I know, but I, just think, I, think, I, think I don't respe- want to be hitting I down on City. I think the respected journalist might have a view on this. He's, uh, this is a really interesting show. Go on then, Stephen. I, so don't Edin Dzeko rate him. Don't rate him. <laughs> at all. <laughs> Gen- genuinely. I didn't say I rated him. I just said he scores goals. Did you yeah, ever rate him? No, no. I think he... He just. Ne- I don't think he's a good enough footballer. He scores some goals. He has spells where he'll score a few, but I don't think he contributes enough in kind of the overall build-up and the play to warrant. Oh, he's getting nowhere near our team at the moment. So, so you don't rate Sane. You don't. Rate, no, I, I do, no, on, no, no, no. I'm going to. I don't rate Yaya, and I don't rate Jack. I don't rate, rate Sane. Sane no, but I think he's inconsistent. I've been listening to what you've been. I'll play this back to you a minute. You don't okay. rate Sane. You don't rate Yaya. I think we'll have a anybody who agrees with a view from a blue, Stephen Allwise. Let us know. We're on Twitter um, at City Podcast. We'd like to uh, have your view. But he doesn't rate anybody. Give us a couple of players you do rate, Stephen. Anybody in the City team at the moment, past or present? You can mention any team. Bravo's done well this season. <laughs> Yeah. To be fair, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, do you rate him, though? No. What, Claudio poppered on fingers, bravo. Exactly. This is a great show, this is, because you don't rate anybody who plays in a sky blue or green shirt. I'd love to see what he puts inside his Valentine's cards to his beloved. Okay, and, and that, you're, you're all right. You're really not that great, but you'll do. There was a Thursday in 2016 where you, where you made me a nice tea, yeah, and that was it. But I think it was, you passed it, love. Exactly. I think we need to take a break on that. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Welcome back. Let's talk about three players who uh, have signed new contracts literally just this week. Uh, Fernandinho, Otamendi and I think KDB today, Monday, has literally just signed a new deal as well. So, good news. I know Stephen doesn't rate any of those players, but uh, you, Tony, you must be... Do you, actually, which ones of those do you rate, then? Do you rate any of those? De Bruyne's looked okay at times this season. <laughs> the, odd, the odd pass here or there, the odd assist. There's a case for bringing Mangala in for Otamendi, but apart from... No, it's um, Otamendi's been a revelation this season. Um, I think he was the one area that people would have said at the start of the year, potentially a liability, goes to ground quite easily, um, got no pace, but he, he's just... He's come on a huge amount. He's developed. He looks so confident and comfortable with the ball at his feet and bringing it out from the back and playing these passes into midfield. Um, he's arguably our, our best and most important defender at the moment. He's prone to the odd mistake, but I think Stephen's right. He's hugely improved from diving in and ending up on his own. Absolutely. I was surprised he was still here at the beginning of the season because he just did not look like a pet player. To see him go apoplectic on the side of the pitch every time he'd dive in in the penalty area. But... Full credit to Pep. He's done something quite remarkable there. Why he can't do that with Mangala, I don't know, but so be it. No, he's been brilliant. Superman. Yeah, the general. Yes, all of those things. You can get a T-shirt, I think, in the in the shop, which has got uh, the general on it with his salute and all that stuff. We know that. Uh, Fernandinho, it, uh, he's one of my favourite City players. I won't ask Stephen because I know he won't rate him, but I think he's one of the most underrated players in the Premier League. I Absolutely. think he's, he's, he's brilliant, Fernandinho. Not every game, it's not, not going to happen, but what a fantastic player he is. Oh, his work rate's phenomenal. He, uh, he holds that team together, doesn't he? Um, I think we would struggle without him. That's, that's my big worry if he got injured. 
So delighted he signed. I think he's a huge asset, as you say. He does so much work that goes under the radar. In fact, I think he was uh, team of the week in the uh, on the BBC Sports website today, even though he's not even had a mention for his performance against Newcastle for many of us. But that's that's how good he is. He is good. Stephen is either falling asleep or nodding enthusiastically. Oh, he thinks he's rubbish. That's why. No, I, I think he's. Was... I agree. I think he's the one player we don't have a replacement for in the squad at the moment. Yeah, um, does such an important role. He's intelligent. He, you know, he knows when to to drop deep and pick the ball up and spray these diagonal passes cross field or keep it simple. Technically, I think he's as good as as pretty much anyone in the squad. Plays every minute of every game. Um, I don't think it's any coincidence. I think against Liverpool was his his worst performance since coming to the club, and we just looked as if we had no midfield and no protection for the defence. Does a phenomenal job, but at some point, I think his legs will go because mm. his game is based a lot around mobility and being able to to drop into spaces and, and just nick the ball. I wouldn't be surprised if we see uh, what happened or what you know, what might happen to Fernandinho is what happened to Mascherano what Pep did at Barca of just pushing back into defence which he's tried a couple of times when his legs go and he can't quite cover the ground I think Yayash could do that actually back to his old centre half role don't you? No comment That's a no from Stephen rather than no comment I think Uh, I asked the question on Twitter today just sort of what people wanted to ask you guys and and one thing that came up uh, we're we're at City Podcast uh, were transfer targets and I suppose in the past we've talked about left back. We've touched on that. There's the centre. There's the centre back situation with the injury problems we have there. You've mentioned Fernandinho, and we've got no cover defensive midfielder, and we've already touched on striker as well. So there's a few. Uh, do we need all of those filled? Are there any sort of targets? A few have been me- mentioned in the paper. Uh, Fred, of course, the midfielder. He's 24. Plays at Shakhtar. Someone's put a 50 million price tag on him um, that might sort of help that issue with Fernandinho and there's also is it Laporte uh, from Atletico Bilbao a central defender also has been mentioned as well in the last day or so are they, are they names that you've heard of are they indeed the positions you think that we, we, we need to fill or have we got the squad we need and that take us through another 10 victories and it's sorted I think we've got the squad for this season we'll be absolutely fine it's do you get the players in now ahead of the summer and the World Cup when transfer prices may go through the roof do you try and get a deal sorted early Fred obviously played against us a couple of times this season uh, did Mendy no harm last year um, when he was buccaneering down the left and caught everyone's attention as I said Fernandinho that role that deeper role isn't isn't somewhere where we've got a huge amount of cover if Fred is the one that Pep and the scouts have identified as being able to play that role then you have to trust their judgment which position um, do you, would you say is the priority? Or indeed, do you think, do you agree with Stephen saying, actually, January, forget it, uh, we'll just carry on with what we've got. We've got a few injuries, but we're managing to, to sort that out with moving people around. We've got the Sinjenko, I can't even say it, whatever his name is, the young left-back, yeah. who's Kevin De Bruyne's son, age 12, um, plays at left-back. He's done a good job. Delft before that, of course. He has. I, I am amazed no one's trying to exploit that side against mm. us more often because Delft has done brilliantly. He's a good player, don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. But um, he's not a left-back, Sinchenko's not a left-back. You'd have thought someone would say, put someone up against them and try and exploit that. If we could find a left-sided defender who could cover at centre-half and left-sided and left-back, then I would sleep a little bit easier at night, I have to say. So that, And you would do that in January. Stephen's saying, 
no need. You're saying actually for January, you think we're probably doing just to get that sorted. So, you, so you can sleep easily in, in your bed. Yeah, I think it's all about me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you struggle sleeping a bit? <laughs> not at the moment. No, not when we're twelve points clear. No. So, what would stop you sleeping? Would you say nine, six? Um, it was down to nine briefly this weekend. And how are you, how are you sleeping um, at nine? Nine, I'd sleep all right. I think <laughs> that's that's about it. Yeah. No, as I say, it's ours to lose, isn't it? But no, okay. we're doing we're doing fine. We're doing fine. So, if there is any sleep advice you've got, let us know, because uh, Tony Newgrosh struggles with his sleep sometimes, and any help uh, he'd appreciate, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, are you going to uh, Bristol then tomorrow? Unfortunately, not. No. You're not going to make that. No. It's a long way from Manchester, to be fair. Uh, so, Bristol City away, two-one, uh, just from the first leg. Sergio got his head to something late on, I think, didn't he? So, just give us that slight advantage. It's all very complicated, isn't it? The sort of extra time and stuff. I think the way it works is help me here, but if it's... If Away it's goals count after extra time. After extra time, time exactly. So mm-hmm. you're going to extra time and then it's... And then if they're still equal, then we go to penalties. Yeah, I think it'll be a tough game. I'm not sure Bristol City were as good as people have made out in the first leg. People have talked about, you know, they attacked us, they showed the way to play against us. I think we missed an absolute hatful of chances. Could have put the game to bed in that first tie uh, or the first leg. But the crowd will be right on top. It will be very intimidating, I think, as an atmosphere for us to go to. If they do try and play attacking, open, aggressive football, then you'd have to back us to pick them off. But they've, I think they had the long throw. Centre-back goes up front for that. Um, I think it's going to be a tricky uh, tricky encounter. I think much depends on the team that, that Pep picks. And you'd like to think he's going to pick a strong side, isn't he? Or do you think Pep's going to trust his squad and the depth of his squad? I've, I've read, I I've read both actually over the last yeah, couple of days. I, I suspect he'll go for a bit of rotation with a, a strong bench. It's all about that first goal, isn't it? We get the first goal, quiet the crowd down, job done. Really, if they score first, then it's a very different atmosphere. Albeit, I don't think they've won in six, have they? So they're hardly on the. But they've got, they have, they have got one eye on this, I think. A trip to Wembley for them, something else, isn't it? It's, it's got to be a distraction for a club like that, I would have thought. I know they want to get into the Premier League, but this, they can't ignore a tie, second leg at home against Man City, only one goal in it. It's uh, exciting for them, isn't it? Yeah, and, and you know, I think before the first leg, they were in brilliant form domestically and have just tailed off, as you said. Um, but look, if we put out the first team, we'll win comfortably, but... You know, I think we'll see Bravo and Mangala and Danilo and Yaya, Gundogan, Bernardo. I think there'll be a few changes to that squad, which I think Pep would be right to do to keep everyone as fresh as possible moving forwards. But I think there'll be a mix. I think we might see Aguero up front. I think Silva potentially could play. Um, so I, I think we'll have enough. So you're going four or five changes or six or seven changes, what would you say? If you five or to- six. Somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. You're going five or six. That seems fair, doesn't it? I'd like him. Well, I don't, know. I don't think. He, I think he might go with less. I, there's something in my water that says he's going to go with a strong <coughs> side. Just, just get it sorted, out the way, get it done. Yeah, I mean, we've got till Sunday. Exactly, an extra so day, extra days. Gap. Exactly, and um, we go to Cardiff, Welsh. We're back to Welsh Wales, which will be nice. I'm sure. What do you reckon? Well, love the FA Cup. It's a trophy we should prioritise. Um, Cardiff are doing all right as well, aren't they? So, yeah, yeah. you know, Warnock won't roll over. He'll be up for it. So, yeah, again, he's got decisions to make, hasn't he? I suspect we'll see a fair few changes for that one. All But, yeah, Aguero's going to have to play every game at the moment, isn't he? That's the worry. But we should have enough to beat Cardiff. 
But that's the issue, isn't it? You talk about he's going to make a few changes again. Is he going to go back to, bear in mind, it's West Brom at home, isn't it? I think the following Wednesday, I think, is the next league game. Yeah. Something like that. Um, so this whole rotation, the FA Cup is important. You know, Getting to a Wembley final is important. So how much rotation is he really going to do over these two games? Because it's, it's over a week till the next Premier League but game. If you actually look at the squad and the bench um, at the weekend, there's not that many options for him. I think the bench at the weekend had, apart from the keeper, three defenders in Tosin, Mangala, Danilo, two your more established midfielders, Bernardo and Gundogan, and a kid in Brahim. And... Yeah, you know, there's not that many injuries that we're carrying at the moment. Um, so he's not got too many options to play around with. So I, I imagine we'll see probably Sterling start one of the games, Sane start the other, maybe Aguero up front in one, maybe David Silva and De Bruyne can do one each just to keep them fresh. But there's not, it's not a huge, we've not got a huge squad. We've got good strength and depth in some areas, but other areas were a little bit weak. So let's have some predictions then. Uh, are we going to get to Wembley in the Carabao Cup for the Cup final? Yes, because we will win 2-1 on the night. Tony? We'll be at Wembley again. You're not yep. going to do a prediction? Score, I'm going to go I'll give you the odds. I'll give you the odds. Going back to the start of the show, top of the show, I'm going to give you the odds straight away. I'll know from the top of my head. Yeah, well, okay. yeah. I'm going to go for... 29-1. Oh, what? Sorry. What score? <laughs> Cheeky 3-1 to City. Cheeky three. We one. might go one nil down as well. You heard it here first. Absolutely, we look forward to that. And then finally, uh, we'll be through to the next round of the FA Cup as well. Cardiff City sorted. Yeah, absolutely. Easy done. Two one again. No score. We, I know. I know. Two nil. Two nil. Oh, okay. Very good. Listen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Huge thanks to my two guests, to Tony Newgrosh and to Stephen Allwise. This is Nigel Rothman saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you all very soon. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk, and we're also available on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Acast, and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.